Welcome to The Pivot. My name is Andrew Osinga, and today is another special Headwaters mini-episode where I get to tell you a little bit more about the Headwaters Project. So guys, thank you so much for hanging out today. The song I'm going to get to share with you is called Your People Will Rejoice Again. It's no Space Pirates, but I think it's a good song. First, uh, I'm excited to talk about one of the main rewards of the Kickstarter and the Headwaters Project, which is a 30-day prayer book. Now, some might call it a devotional, and that's fine. They're two sides of the same quarter, I think. I just like the sound of a prayer book a little better, so that's what I'm calling it. Putting this as a tier on the Kickstarter is actually a personal challenge. So I've dreamed for a long time, like since I was a kid, of being an author, writing a novel or a memoir or something. A bunch of my friends have stepped into that world, and I've had a lot of amazing conversations with publishers and agents, which has been really encouraging, but I just haven't felt like I could do it, honestly. But I do want to start working the muscle of writing beyond songs and podcasts, and I really wanted a companion piece for the Headwaters Project, so here we are. Feels like this is a really great place to dig in and start writing writing. So the goal of the prayer book is not to tell the story of a song, but to unpack the ideas that made writing a song about it feel important. So we'll spend some time with the scripture, we'll talk about the resonant idea, and then have a written guided prayer to use in response. You know, a devotional. (laughs) It's my hope, though, that this can be a fruitful tool for people to connect with God in a different way. And the writing of it, which I've just begun, is already doing that for me. So this song, so simply titled, Your People Will Rejoice Again, is one that I can't wait to dig into. It's pulled quite liberally from about three different translations of Psalm 85. So in this time and space that we live in, social media, nonstop news, constant notifications from our wrists and pockets, the right-hand corners of the screen of other distractions, I just hear all the time in conversations with friends and my songwriters and in my own self, my own heart, people are saying, God is just silent. We pray, but we get no response. And I've started to wonder if the question might need to be asked, would we even hear him if he was responding? Like... Are we listening? I know that a lot of times I am not. I am actively not listening. I am choosing to be distracted. So I was struck by that in Psalm 85, because verse 8, it says, I will listen. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do the Bible in uh, a British accent. I will listen to what God, the, no, that feels uh, blasphemous. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people. But it's not. I will listen to what God the Lord said. The word is says. So does that mean that what God is saying right now, like he is speaking right now? So that idea is where the song started. I just kind of got that rattling through my brain. But the bulk of the psalm is not really about that. It's that God did a lot of great things for his people. Then they just bailed on him. And now they're living in the fallout and they're asking him to revive them, restore them, to show them who he is all over again. I felt this way and prayed this kind of prayer millions of times. Did it this morning. And the psalm goes on to say that the Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. From that I found the chorus, we your people will rejoice again. This is a song of rejoicing, but it's not in a vacuum. It's not in a, we love Jesus, yes we do, we love Jesus, how about you, kind of thing. It's from a place of, we will rejoice because we have been revived, renewed, restored. We know what it means to lack those things. We know what it means to have loss and grief. And when we are revived and restored, it makes us want to sing with joy. It makes me want to sing with joy. 
And then, so I wrote the song and uh, I recorded the demo of the song that is on the acoustic version of the record. And after I recorded that, I lost my voice completely. And then I wrote a bridge that I couldn't sing, but I was really excited about it because there's this thing that we say every week at my church, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. And that to me is what connects this old psalm written many generations before Jesus to us today. It's that the reviving and the renewing and the restoring flows from and through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Now, like I said, I wrote this section after I lost my voice. And so my sweet, sweet nine-year-old Charlotte sang it for me. And of course, it will forever be the best part of this recording. And this version honestly is a little sleepy, but the album version that I'm working on kind of rocks a little. It's a song of sadness and a lot of joy, and it needs to feel all those things. This is honestly one of my favorite songs on this Headwaters project. I have vocal therapy tomorrow morning, and I'm hoping to get permission to actually sing this song again because I can't wait to sing the song. I've never really sung the whole thing, but I'm glad that you get to hear it. So thank you guys for listening and for supporting the Headwaters project. Again, you can support the Kickstarter until Thursday, November 4th, and you can find that at andrewosinga.com. Right now, when we're dropping this episode, there are nine days left, and we're like right at halfway. So I would love your support to bring it over the edge. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Here's a slightly chill acoustic version of Charlotte and me singing, Your People Will Rejoice Again. Let us hear your voice, O God. Boys